Welcome back, Webheads, to the Webheads Podcast, a Marvel comic event podcast where we're reading through every event starting in 1939 going forward, giving you the rundown of it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, hosted by me, Steven, and uh, the guy who lied to his high school yearbook, or probably paid somebody to make him best personality. That was unanimously voted by the senior class, sir. I doubt it. This Do is not my brother. These, <laughs> these false accusations into the world. <laughs> we need a recall. <laughs> I want another vote because I can't believe that, that was true out of that whole high school. But this is my brother, the birthday boy today. DeMarco, best personality. Best person. Uh, only within his friend group, I'm sure. I was friends with everybody. They all voted for me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh, man. So, today's your birthday. Today's my birthday. Your actual birth in real time. This is your actual birthday. Yes, yes. I am twenty eight today. Yeah, I keep. I always forget that we're all not like, like kids. F- yeah, yeah. I have to remind myself constantly that I'm not a kid anymore. I keep forgetting that Chantel is like two years behind me. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, Chantel's always fourteen. Yeah, there's like a certain like we. There's like a certain age that I always think people are mm-hmm. just based off of like. Where I think that happens to me with like everybody, it must just be something that happens when you get older, yeah. But it happened when I see Vanessa, I still see like 12 year old Vanessa, yeah, or like eight year old Vanessa when I was over there all the time. <laughs> and same with Janae, it's weird, yeah. Growing up, it's just weird. You don't, I feel like them saying you're gonna feel like an adult or you're an adult. Mm-hmm. If this is how I feel now, where I don't feel like an adult, like. Mom and dad must not feel like adults either. No. <laughs> you must never really feel like an adult. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the thing is like, no one really knows what an adult feels like. No, because it's just Cause something it's we just, just like, make up. Just yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like an adult now. <laughs> like, I I bought a car and then I bought Pokemon cards the next yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, do I, am I an adult and then I revert back to a kid? Like, what's the, what's the criteria <laughs> here? Like, how do I know that I'm really an adult at this point? Like, I, yeah, I go to work every day, but, like, for legal purposes, this is not true. But I've spent hours of my day watching YouTube videos <laughs> at, pre- at previous jobs. <laughs> so, like, am I an adult who just wants to watch YouTube videos? Yeah. Or did I revert back to my childhood? There's no... No one knows. No one knows. And it doesn't honestly matter. It really doesn't. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, if you want to collect Pokemon cards and yeah. then go to your high-paying job, do it. Do it. It's your life. Yeah. As long as you're taking care of yourself, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you have any plans for today? Um, well, I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. We're doing the show. We're also celebrating our birthdays together like we used to as kids. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that this I was planning for this to be a... A day for just you. Oh, I thought this was a, for both of us. But 
Well, whatever. It works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we did it. <laughs> yeah, we got everybody coming over to our grandma's house, who is yeah. not here. <laughs> she decided to go to Hawaii again. Yeah. We barbecuing, I guess. I guess. Yeah, we're barbecuing today for uh, what I thought was just DeMarco's birthday. But I, I guess we're celebrating both. <laughs> I know he didn't like doing this growing up, so I tried to step away from doing anything like this. But I guess... I mean, uh, that's, that was my impression. If anyone else wants to just, well, I'm just follow it... I'm just going to sit back and not say anything. Because <laughs> and, and, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, this is for both of us. And then a cake comes out and it just says, happy birthday to Marco. <laughs> Because then I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> you guys told me this was me too. What the hell is this? Why does it only have his name on there? I'm going to throw a fit. I'm going to put my fist through the middle of the cake. Slowly too. I'm not even going to punch it. I'm just going to slowly put it in there. Screw you guys. And I'm just going to sit in the car until everybody's ready to go. <laughs> Lock it up. Go water the flowers. Man. Yeah, I didn't know that, but happy birthday. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate Tw- it. 28's a big number. One step closer to 30. Hey, I don't mind. Yeah. It's better than the opposite, right? I could be getting yeah, older. Yeah, you could be could one just... step closer to 25. Or I could just be dead. Yeah, yes. that too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how ages work. <laughs> you either get older or you don't. <laughs> You're either one step closer to dying or one step closer to another day. Yep. Yeah, get that tattooed on you. <laughs> That's a long ass tattoo. <laughs> I can write a paragraph for you if you need it. Maybe I should get a tattoo. I want to get one. I just don't know. I'm very indecisive, so it takes a long time for me to decide what I want. Yeah. And by the time I do decide what I want, it takes me so long to actually pull the trigger and get it done that I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And if you guys you guys can't see this obviously, but Demarco keeps looking out the window as if somebody's creeping around the house. Well, just like okay, so the house is on the corner. So whenever I see people turn the corner or like do a U-turn here, I always suspect that they're going to park in front of the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, "Who is this?" <laughs> and it was, it was a Tesla. I was like, "We don't know anybody with a Tesla." I don't know anybody with a Tessie, baby. Who is this? <laughs> Oh, a Tessie. (laughs) (laughs) Who got the Tessie around here? I don't know that person. But we are in an area where it's very common people have Teslas. Yeah. There's like five or six down the street. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's let's get into this. This is uh, our Eternal Special. Eternals. Like what we did with the Sung Chi episode. Mm -hmm. We uh, both picked two runs of a of a eternals book and then uh, we read that and we're going to discuss it with you guys and try to give at least some sort of step i guess or information on uh, who the eternals are and all that just to kind of prepare you guys for the movie that's coming out because you like you said this is coming out on the day the movie comes out no it's coming out on tuesday so it'll be what three days before the movie okay so, so enough time for you guys to listen and yeah kind we, of be prepared we felt like uh, that was that was part of the reason we moved from Fridays to Tuesdays because mm-hmm. I uh, we felt like if we put out more episodes like these the specials they're gonna come out on the days 
that these movies come out. Mm. And then I'm going to, so I'm supposed to be seeing the movie in like an hour. And I just saw that the podcast is out. <laughs> so like, what do I do? So Tuesdays came up. Because people it, look to us as their number one <laughs> guide to comics. We're the number one source for <laughs> Marvel comics across the internet. Everybody knows that. IGN, Wikipedia. They all Screw source that stuff. They all source us. <laughs> I need to listen to these guys talk about yeah. it. You hear those two guys talking about comic books from the 30s? <laughs> they know what they're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody knows that's us. And, yeah, that's just, it is what it is. It works for the TV shows, too, because the TV shows come out on Wednesdays now. Yeah. So, eventually, we uh, are going to have a, a Hawkeye special mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, we might we might invite our sister on for hmm. the Miss Marvel oh, show. Nice. Uh, she's a big fan of that. Did not know that. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking about uh, what we could do to maybe bring some guests on every once in a while. And she told us before, or she told me before we started this whole thing, whenever you guys get to something with Miss Marvel in it, the Kamala Khan version, mm-hmm. let me know because I want to talk about it. I was like, well, you actually have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're okay doing that, then yeah. <laughs> We can go. She said, okay. But that probably won't come around until like next year. Yeah. Early next year, maybe. Yeah. Before we get started, mm-hmm. I want to take a little bit of a break real quick. All right. So after that little break, let's get into it. Let's do it. So I actually didn't. I only read, I guess, the emergent story mm-hmm. of the Eternals because I felt like that would give us the most information. I was wrong, but <laughs> uh, like we said last week, we there's not tons of information about, like, you can find wikis about it, yeah, about the Eternals, but, like, they're kind of like, they weren't given any kind of love. Yeah, like, there's, I don't feel like they've ever really been sort of, like, rebooted for, like, the times, you know, whatever era mm-hmm. they're in, or, like, that they, like... Like Spider-Man or the X-Men, you know? Like, their mm-hmm. stories may have happened in the 60s, 70s, but they'll kind of talk about them now or, like, take what happened then and still kind of incorporate to the yeah. characters now. Like, I don't feel like the Eternals have really been used very much, mm-hmm. so they don't really take the time to, I guess, flesh out the characters too much or, mm-hmm. like, give them each, anything. It's like each run only lasts for, like, maybe 15, 20 issues. Yeah. If they're lucky. And then they're like, well, that's it. Yeah. Like you said, in, in, in a couple of them, or one of them, they're like, it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start it back up like a few years later. It's weird how much love they don't get. Yeah. And like I said before, like I, I didn't know anything about them until a few years ago when they announced the movie. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't know who the hell that is. And the characters that I want them to bring into the MCU, they're not. At least not yet. I haven't seen anything about it. But I was like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Let me try to find something. And even when I tried to look it up, it was like, you get, of course, after they announced it, you get all those articles like, who are the Eternals? Mm. Read this story or this is them. So I don't know if you know, like, how they started and stuff like that. But, like, the basis of... Like who the Eternals are, 
is kind of like a, a big point in the MCU. Or not the MCU, but no, just like in Marvel comics. Yeah, like how they are created and who they are. Yeah. Like the purpose for what they're here for is essential for literally everything that's yeah. happened. It's up. like almost like nothing else comes if this doesn't happen. Yeah. And I was going to say a joke, right? <laughs> 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 You're nasty. <laughs> well, yeah, like the Eternals are literally just the starting point for Marvel, the, the 616 universe. Yeah. And just literally Marvel in general. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, some of the more cosmic characters would be there no matter what. But like for Earth history in the 616 universe, the mm-hmm. Eternals are like starting point. So... I guess just to jump into it. Well, kind of just echoing in my head. like Mm -hmm. So people who, before we jump into it, the Eternals are, how would you describe? So I kind of get into it in my run through of that first Mm -hmm. series that they had. But basically, the gods came down and created... The Celestials. The Celestials came down and created three beings. Mm -hmm. Humans, a race called the Deviants, Mm -hmm. and the Eternals. Mm Mm-hmm. So the humans, obviously, we all know what those are. The deviants were kind of like a misshapen, monstrous, monstrous uh, kind of uh, race that lives under the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've tried to come out numerous times, causing the humans to come up with the idea of the devil because they saw some deviants come up, leading them to believe that. That's the only thing that it could be was the devil. Um, and then we have the Eternals, who are basically immortal, can't die. This story, they live on Earth amongst the people and just kind of do it, just kind of live. Yeah. They made home up high above the mountains. Kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Setting up the idea of almost kind of like Greek yeah, mythology. Yeah, like the precursor or kind of gave the idea, yeah. Yeah. So, in humans' eyes, these were kind of like Greek gods. Yeah. Like, unfathomable that they could even be real in the first place. So, that's basically what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, all three of those uh, beings were created at the same time by the Celestials. And that's uh, those three beings are basically where everything started. Uh, throughout the years, there's so, so many Eternals. So many. Um, neither one of our stories are going to touch on even half of. No. Yeah. That's the thing. Like there's so many of them, but yeah. most of the stories just center on like the core group of, of them. For the yeah. Most part. And I'm reading the, the very beginning of the Eternals, the first five issues that we're ever going to see of the Eternals or that the world had ever seen. Oh, nice. So you're reading the first five that yeah. we got and I'm reading the latest five. Yeah. That, we, that we're getting. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we don't touch on all of the characters that are going to be in the movie. Uh, because if we were to do that, this podcast would be at least three or four parts. Probably more. Because it's just so much. So, jumping into it. All of these beginning comics were edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. So, he did all three of those. So, it's like a passion project, kind of. Or like, yeah. to give him like, free reign. So, what happened was, he... He left Marvel in 1970. He went to, straight to DC and he created a comic over there called The New Gods. Sorry, I know some people don't want to hear DC stuff, 
But anyway. someone just turned the podcast off right now. Yeah. D- oh, come on, DC. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he left Marvel in 70, went to DC. He was there for six years. While he was there, he created a comic called The New Gods, which is kind of not the same thing, but it was based around the same kind of thing. These gods from uh, space. It's a whole cosmic kind of story. Yeah. Not the same thing, but kind of in the same family. That doesn't last too long over there. I think he got maybe 15 issues out of it before they canceled it. And then in 1976, he goes back to Marvel. And then they let him start his own story there. And then that's where we get the Eternal. Because <laughs> he's like, uh, let's try it again. <laughs> this should work now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different crowd over there I got there. it I got it I knew what I did wrong here. <laughs> and then unfortunately it didn't work over at Marvel either because he only got 19 out of it so <laughs> um, we this so now we're in 1976 uh, first page first words we see there's a nice little speech at the top <laughs> and I'm going to read it for you guys and it goes like this. Uh, prepare for trouble and make it double. <laughs> not the speech. <laughs> I was going to see how far I could get with it. <laughs> but that's that's for our spinoff podcast. <laughs> so it says, uh, uh, is man alone in the universe? Every myth and legend to emerge from distant past points to a strange visitation from the stars. Begin Our beings of great power have been on this earth and then departed. Who were they? What did they do here? Where have they gone? These awesome questions create the background for this exciting new saga of of a day which lies ahead. The day of answers. The day of gods. So Jack Kirby was really just (laughs) punching it in there. (laughs) That was the first page and then we just get right into it. You guys ready? Take us to this magical place. All right, get in the car. Buckle up. So uh, right off the bat. Three people walk into this place called the Chamber of the Gods. We're not waiting for anything. We're getting right into story. Three people walk into this place called the Chamber of the Gods. Uh, They see this large thing in there. It's like carved in stone. And one of the guys says that it's called the Galaxy Plaque. which And it basically just looks like a big go-kart made of rock. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, okay. We'll call it a galaxy black. And then of the three people, there's an old man called uh, Dr. Damien. And this young lady. um, And they both kind of look like Jane and Tarzan. Or Jane and her dad from Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I kept thinking about every time I saw them. So there's Dr. Damien, the old man. Uh, The young lady's name is Margot. And uh, there's this buff blonde guy in a skater hat. And hiking boots. What's and a skater hat? Like brim is oh, kind of like swooshed up. Like yes, like yeah, they just fold it up basically. Yeah. yeah, like that. So he has like a red skater hat on and hiking boots, and he's mad buff. He's hella buff, and his name is Ike Harris. Ike. 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 I K E. I K E Harris. H A R R I S. Yes. <laughs> Ike Harris. And I hate getting notifications on my phone because I'm reading this stuff and then I see bad news. And the Broncos just lost. So, perfect. I'm going to take this jersey off. 
<laughs> so yeah, the bluff, uh, buff blonde guy, his name is Ike Harris. And uh, Blondie is intent on finding something in this cavern. He uh, He's there to help the other two mm. on their mission. But he he seems to be in that cavern looking for something like he's been there before. Which doesn't make sense to anybody else that's there. And he says, but he does explain himself. He says he's looking, he says what he's looking for uh, will call to the gods and allow them, allow them to return to Earth at once. And then we cut immediately from that, and we see the deviants. And like I said, deviants are just these ugly-looking, deformed creatures. And we cut to them. And when they were created, they were kind of created almost like slaves for the Eternals. Mm. Like, they were, their whole purpose was to be, like, to do whatever the Eternals said to do. And, yeah, so we cut to them. And they're basically trying... They're doing the same thing. They're trying to get to the chamber of the gods where Ike and the other two are to find the same thing that Ike is looking for. But uh, they want to destroy it because if the gods don't make it back here, then the deviants feel like they can just be free and don't have to worry about punishment of any kind. So then we cut back to Ike and his friends and Ike does find what he was looking for. It's basically a portal to the universe. Uh, up above the cosmic galaxy and it's the home of the celestials that they it's basically like a big screen but he yeah now they can see the galaxy and then the girl margo she's trying to figure out who the hell is this ike guy that's been with her and her dad this whole time (laughs) because uh he shouldn't be able to open portals (laughs) to to, to cosmic galaxies like this so uh, who the hell is this and then um if you haven't figured this out already he says um, his actual name isn't Ike Harris. <laughs> he says if you push Ike Harris together, it makes Icarus. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Real smooth there. So Ike Harris is actually Icarus, one of the Eternals. Uh <laughs> He says, yeah, if you push the two together, it makes Icarus. And I'm, in his words, I'm not exactly human. So she's, I mean, she's looking at him like, oh, yeah, I kind of (laughs) guessed. And he states that uh, it all began, like, all of this galaxy stuff began when the gods, the celestials, came to Earth, when there were only animals inhabiting it, and they wanted to create a new evolution of life, so they chose apes to start with and uh in their trials of evolution they ended up creating three new species the deviants uh and their explanation of it was uh structurally unstable each new generation of deviant came out uglier and uglier (laughs) humans uh were just destined to inhabit earth and the eternals looked at as the the true children of the gods uh, only a few were bred, and they're immune to time and death. Immortal, basically. And they were supposed to be living away from all other living beings, which is why they were up in the mountains. But it doesn't last <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, yeah, the Deviants were sent to live in Inner Earth, later working, on, uh, later working to develop weapons in attempts to move up in the ranks to basically beat the humans and... Uh, the Eternals eventually. Mm. 
and uh, the Eternals rose up to the mountaintops, and that's where they gained all their powers. Um, and the humans just didn't just lived. <laughs> yeah, and so that's basically the the basis for the three species. We cut back to Icarus. I'm gonna call him Ike sometimes, just because it works. <laughs> uh, but Icarus, Margot, and Doctor D start staring at the portal, and Ike sees a ship. Uh, he sees the ship of the gods, basically hightailing it straight to Earth. And they they want to find the beacon that the Deviants and Ike are both searching for. They're all looking for it. When you're reading the comics, we, the reader, see that the Deviants are under the sea on their way to the same place. So they're on their way to the chamber of the gods. So we know that that's happening. Ike and his friends don't. Uh, the Deviants make it... To the chamber of the gods first before the gods do on their uh, cosmic ship the deviants see that icarus is already there so they assume that he already found the beacon they know who icarus is <laughs> they've dealt with this guy <laughs> plenty of times so whether he's in his skater hat or not they know okay we're in some shit now <laughs> and uh, so yeah so they assume that he already found the beacon that they were already looking for. So uh, the commander of the deviants that's there, he tells his goons to just run in and start blasting, start shooting. Ike uh, immediately sets up a force field around the three of them, him, Margot, and Dr. D. And he protects them. And then he, sh- I, I didn't know this, but he could shoot lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's knocking out deviants left and right. Uh, but the... <laughs> <laughs> so the, the deviants have uh the ultimate weapon a weapon that i've never seen before in any story it's they have a blanket gun what? it's it's a gun that shoots out just a big ass blanket <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the commander of the deviants his name is crow uh, k-r-o he says they shoot him with the he's, he calls it a shroud gun but it's basically just a big-ass blanket. <laughs> so he says, use the shroud gun, shoot him with it, and it shoots out this big-ass blanket, and it, and it traps him under there. Like, he can't get out from under the blanket on his own. So now, like, the deviants are like, all right, yeah, cool, we got it. <laughs> so uh, in my notes, I put uh, Dr. D. I meant to put Dr. D and Margo on this next part. And I wasn't paying attention, so it says Dr. D and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. D and Margo try to hold them off with uh, just regular pistols that I guess they had on them already. <laughs> but uh, a few seconds later, they hear this loud crack in the sky. And then we see the ship of the gods has finally arrived. And the gods, three passion projects, the deviants, the humans, and the eternals, mm. are there basically just ready to meet their maker. They're like stunned. They have no idea what's going on. Uh, Margo and Dr. D actually get the blanket off of <laughs> Ike, so he's okay now. And then as the, the celestial ship is landing, Crow, the commander of the Deviants, starts to rush towards the ship because he's like, I'm not going to wait for them to shoot me. I'm just going to go <laughs> bring the fight to them. And then without, hesi- without hesitation, the ship shoots lightning at him. And then the building just starts to crumble around everybody. There's rocks falling everywhere. They're all trying to get out. People are getting hit with the rocks. 
<laughs> the the deviants just take a run for it. But uh, Icarus, Margo, and Dr. Damien are still stuck in the chamber. And then the Earth, once the deviants take off, the earthquake and the crumbling just stops. We don't get any explanation on what was going on there. It just stops. And then Ike finds another wall in the chamber of gods. And it's just full of symbols. Like nothing that you would a normal person would be able to read. And he says it's a resurrection stone. And that... Uh, it should bring back to life somebody named Tamakasin, who is uh, the Lord of Flight, a man who was believed to have died a thousand years ago. So he's saying that this resurrection stone can bring him back to life. <laughs> and, of course, Ike can read all the symbols there, so he figures out how to get it to work, and it does. And we find out that uh, Tamakasin is actually a different Eternal uh, named Ajax. <laughs> Ajak is the only one that knows how to speak to the Celestials because even though the Eternals are technically looked at as children of the gods, like the the true children, mm. they can't really communicate with them. Uh, so Ajak is one of the only people who actually can communicate with them. But before he does that, he needs to send a communication. It's like some communication beam to the Celestials to let them know that it's like... It's a weird thing. It's like sending a letter saying, hey, we need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to wait till they respond back to actually talk to them. It's like, I'm busy on Friday. Can we reschedule for next Sunday? I have a meeting that day. Another group of celestials are having a party. You hit me up a little too late. Oh, I'm changing my tires that day. (laughs) On a side note, I saw this TikTok and it was just like this lady and this little girl. And the lady was like, oh, I'm having a party tomorrow. And then the little girl was like, oh, I'm sick tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's like, you're sick right now. She was like, no. (laughs) And she was like, okay, well, I'm having a party tomorrow. She's like, but I'm going to be sick tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah back to it uh ajax sends that communication up to the gods uh but they're just they don't care they're not they don't want to talk they're (laughs) they're busy tomorrow they're sick tomorrow so they can't do it and then down comes this giant celestial named erishim and uh basically he's gonna stand on a a, he's like a 50 60 feet whatever Mm. And there's this podium outside of the chamber of the gods. And he's, because people were trying to basically find stuff in the chamber of gods that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Mm. None of them should have been there in the first place. He's come down to basically protect it now. Mm. So he's going to stand on that podium for 50 years. Exactly. With the force field surrounding it just to protect it. So nobody else gets in there. And then when that 50 years is up, he'll then decide if the humans... Uh, deserve to still live mm. or die at that point. If they're going to keep, I'm pretty sure if it's like if they're going to keep coming for 50 years trying to get in here, when this 50 years is up, you guys are all going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, in the meantime, uh, he's setting up that force field around the area so nobody can leave or come in. Dr. Damien says he's been working his whole life to find, a, find this place. He's going to stay. Ajak can't do, like, they just brought him back from being dead but he says that his place is there in the chamber of the god so he's not leaving ike says well i have to get out of here because <laughs> like i have a life to live <laughs> and then uh dr damien says 
uh, to Margot, you can't stay in here. Like, this is my life's work. I like, even if I can't share the work with other people, this is what I've been working to see mm. my whole life. So I'm going to stay, but you need to go because you're still young. You can still live your life. Go. She's fighting it, obviously. Ike's like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> like, we can literally see the force field coming down. <laughs> so he's like, come on. He p- basically picks her up like a sack of potatoes <laughs> and just runs out from under the... It's like one of those last minute kind of things where it's like, like the, the door shutting. Yeah. <laughs> the door shutting, you just got to slide under it. So he... They make it under the force field. So now Dr. Damien and Ajak are stuck in there. I commandeer some ship that, or not some ship, a uh, plane that's just been sitting there <laughs> and, and then flies to New York. While they're flying, the deviants show up in their own ship and start attacking. They're like, we got to like get rid of this Ike guy. They know he can't die, but they are like, we got to do something. That doesn't last long. Ike and Margot uh, get away and then they take the small little plane to space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. It Some, didn't. Somebody's a broke ass, not knowing planes can go to space. <laughs> I've never seen this plane go to space. Any plane I've ever been on just went straight to the, <laughs> straight to the city. I planned. We didn't make a a quick cosmic detour to space. <laughs> so, uh, and they didn't explain it either. They just like one panel they're in the air, the next panel they're in space, and then the next panel after that they're back in. They're just in New York City. So they must have hit like some like warp speed like tunnel and just, just transported them back to New York. Yeah. It was weird. And mind you, like I told you guys I was reading the first five issues of this. This is like four issues in already. Like nothing has happened except for You're only four <laughs> I'm four issues in. This whole in. time I was like, okay, he's gonna say that's the end of the first issue. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is like four issues in. I like I'm like, I love Jack Kirby's work, but I'm surprised they gave him 19 issues of this. <laughs> I'm very surprised. Because this is four issues in, and this is all that's happened. <laughs> and what, they've introduced, what, two Eternals? Two so far. <laughs> and four it, four issues. And I'm I'm getting into the fifth issue right now. So, yeah, they make it to New York. Icarus uh, says he knows of a safe place uh, in New York City. And that's the only place that he feels comfortable leaving Margot. Well, he, because the the, uh, the deviants followed him to New York, and he knows the deviants have already made it clear that their plan is to just take everything over. So they're gonna do whatever they can. So Ike takes uh, Margot to the place where he thinks it's the safest, and it's to the home of another Eternal, Cersei. Mm. So he takes her to her <laughs> uptown apartment. <laughs> Uptown girl. We're going to get into some copyright <laughs> issues. <laughs> I won't be able to put this one on YouTube. <laughs> so uh, he, he explains the whole thing to Cersei. says, uh, like, we were at the Chamber of the Gods. We awoke the Celestials. Ajak and Margot's father are stuck over there um, for the next 50 years. Margot's father's probably going to die in there. So... I, I'm bringing her here as a safe space, but I also know that Margot needs somebody to basically just be nice to her. Like she essentially just lost her father because he's an old man already. Fifty years in there is not gonna, and he's not immortal. So, <laughs> so Cersei's like, 
sure, of course, leave her here. She'll be completely safe. Nothing will happen. And then Ike goes out and he's like, now it's time to fight some deviants. And then we cut to uh, the commander of the deviants, Crow. His whole thing is like, I'm going to make the humans think that, like, the devil has come to life. So he, like, transforms his head and he, like, gets, like, he grows, like, these horns on his head, like, the devil horns. And then he just basically flies up high in New York City. And he was like, he's like, I'm the devil incarnate. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, half of the people are like, oh, God, no, this is the end of the world. Like, please, no, like, somebody help us. And then there's, like, another group of, like, a smaller group of people who are like, I don't give a shit who that is. <laughs> move it i'm trying to get to work here yo come down here <laughs> oh, i'll handle you myself get down here you in brooklyn son <laughs> yo, what, what do you think this is jersey yo get down here get out of here i was supposed to be at work five minutes ago you over here the devil get out of here i gotta drop the newspapers off come on <laughs> So, like, yeah, there's just that small group who's just like, yo, get the fuck out of here. The real New Yorkers. Yeah. (laughs) The other ones are probably, like, tourists. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, Crow's up there. He's like, I'm going to, this whole world is just going to turn into hell. And it's going to be my doing. And then him and, um, that's when we see Ike or Icarus finally meet up with them. And, um, it doesn't, surprisingly, it doesn't go well for Icarus. Um, he can't, like I've said before, he can't die. So nothing they do to him is really going to kill him, mm-hmm. but they can slow him down. Oh, and I forgot that when the deviants show up, like, yeah, crows in, like he has the devil horns and everything, but they showed up in space suit in space suits. So like all of the deviants are wearing like astronauts. <laughs> NASA approved space yeah. suits. <laughs> like the helmets and everything. But it's, and then people are still like, oh, it's the devil. Like, <laughs> Why is the devil wearing that <laughs> space suit? That doesn't make any sense. And then Crow finally makes his announcement. He says that he's there to reclaim Earth for his own. And then Icarus tries to stop them. It doesn't work out. They have like some... I guess it's like a almost like a cosmic ray gun or something. Mm. And it hits them like right in the forehead. <laughs> But it, it latches something to his forehead that uh, starts draining his power. Um, and, and when it knocked him back, he was able to catch himself on the side of a building. But now he's just kind of hanging there. And he's losing power as it goes on. And then at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the issue, he falls. And then two of the deviants go pick him up. They're like, all right, finally we got like some progress here. So they take him back to the ship the deviant ship and then uh they just throw him at crow's feet like look what we got and then that was the end of the issue well thank you for only reading five because i don't think i have been able to read anymore i'm telling you so uh obviously like we only went we only saw three eternals here yeah but that's not what's going to be in the movie so of the three that we did see uh or that we did read about here we got icarus and then in the movie, he's being played by Richard Madden uh, from Game of Thrones. We get Cersei, uh, who's being played by Gemma Chan from Crazy Rich Asians. And I, I didn't realize this until I started reading into it, that she actually had a previous role in the MCU. 
Yeah, and Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, as uh, Minerva. Mm-hmm. And then looking back on it, I saw a picture of her as Minerva, and that doesn't look anything like her. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, she was there. And then uh, Ajak in the comics is um, a guy. And in the movie, it's they switched it up, and it's going to be played by Selma Hayek. Yep. So I, I understand that that story didn't give much to anybody but it at least introduced like the concept yeah it gave us basically what the eternals are yeah and where they came from uh so that's the only silver lining that i i had (laughs) (laughs) i I, i'm probably still gonna go back and read the the rest of the run because it is only 19 issues Mm. and i have some time so (laughs) i might as well got time today (laughs) cuz all right uh but yeah that was um i i just like with Shang-Chi, we don't know if they're going to use any of that in the movie. I can imagine they're going to use at least parts of it. Maybe yeah. they're not the Deviants, but I can imagine they're going to use... I think the Deviants actually are in it. Oh, then perfect. Yeah. Then thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to go to the I'm the devil in spacesuits route, but I oh, think... Oh my God, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that's still, I mean, the only thing that's scaring me is that the movie's like, oh, like two and a half hours long. It's yeah. longer than Endgame. I'm I'm ready for it, though. I am. I'm interested to see where, it, like, why it's two hours. Yeah. So, what do you, well, like you said in the beginning, I had the first five issues and you have the latest five. Yes. So, I'm oh. reading the latest uh, Eternals run. Um, this started it sometime this year, 2021. Okay. I think earlier in the year, obviously. So this is like a the... current, still going? Yeah. Okay. Um, so far on the app, there's only five issues. So, perfect. Um, but like I was telling you earlier, it's... I thought this would be a good jumping off point for people who don't know the Eternals or, mm-hmm. you know, want to get into it because of the movie. Yeah. I'm assuming this series is supposed to start a little bit after the movie was supposed to come out last year. But mm-hmm. due to COVID, it oh, yeah, got yeah. pushed back and everything. So, I I thought, you know, they were going to use this as their platform. Mm. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> because uh, the moment I start this book, it doesn't try to introduce anything. Like, there's no, the Eternals are this. Besides, you know, like, on the first page, they give you, like, a... <laughs> before, like, on the first page, they'll put, like, description or, like, a quick, like, rundown of who yeah. or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, there's no, like, kind of seeing what's happening or anything. Mm. Um, the last time I actually read anything with the Eternals was actually, uh, the latest Avengers run, um, when they restarted it, uh, that started with a Celestial. So Celestial is the big gods from space. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was actually one that or the Eternals find out that their whole purpose on Earth is not what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. They initially thought they were there to be protectors of man and to be, you know, the children of the celestials and all yeah. that. They're actually there to make sure that humans are there to be sort of like a like cattle almost. And so mm-hmm. the last time I see the Eternals, <laughs> they literally off themselves because their whole life has just been for nothing. So they, they lose their minds. They either kill each other or they kill themselves. And that's the last Damn. time I had seen them. I got to check that out. A whole bunch of immortal beings just killed each other. Yeah. Or themselves. 
And then, so this one, I'm not going to get into like every single detail of the book, um, but this series that I'm reading starts off, basically just a murder mystery. Hmm. Um, so it starts off with Icarus. He is, like you mentioned, eternal. He has the powers of flight, super strength, laser vision, essentially Superman yeah. in a way. <laughs> and we know that the Eternals are immortal. So mm-hmm. basically when they do die or if they do die, they are just reborn. Mm-hmm. Same body or that they can actually change their genders as well too. So if they die male, they want to come back as female, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Or as a different race or visually a different race, they yeah. can do that as well too. And so the, it starts off with Icarus in the, I think what they call the exclu- the exclusion. Mm-hmm. And essentially when a Eternal dies and they do something against the Eternal Code, they get put in the exclusion. So essentially it's like, we don't want you anymore. It's like, you did something bad, we're going to bring you back, but you're kind of on watch. And so he is there to wake up Sprite. Sprite is another Eternal. It is... Sprite's a soda. <laughs> she In this run, normally it's a male, but in this run it's a female. Mm-hmm. But essentially she is still in a, a grown Eternal, just like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But she is stuck in the body of a child. So she looks young and acts like a kid, but is essentially just a grown person in the body of uh, an eternal okay so i think in in the trailer i saw like a yeah she is in the movie okay yeah and um she has a power of like she's like a trickster almost Mm -hmm. like loki so she can kind of create illusions and all that and icarus is there to take her out of like you know being reborn Mm -hmm. but he's in this series he seems more like very serious like very stern like almost like a like a drum like he just has like one purpose and they they refer to him as an arrow. Mm-hmm. I think the narration says that uh there's arrows and there's snakes. So he is an arrow, just straightforward, no jokes or anything like that. He only has one purpose. So he is Superman. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he releases Sprite from being asleep under the um what's the name of the guy? Under the he's told to by Zurus. And Zerus is sort of like, I would say, the lead Eternal. Mm-hmm. He can kind of tell people what to do. And, like, there's no kingdoms. Well, there are kind of, like, kingdoms. But there's no, like, there's more tribes of of it. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, the lead person. So he's, okay. like, awakened Sprite and, you know, watcher. But we don't trust her. Because mm-hmm. apparently Sprite died. But before she died, she also murdered a bunch of the Eternals as well, too. So they want to keep an eye on her before they do anything. And so he releases her, kind of keep an eye on her and everything. They transport to New York for somehow because they have like these portals that transport them anywhere. Mm -hmm. The Eternals essentially live in dimensions in between Earth, but inside of Earth. So like they have a place in like the North Pole, Mm -hmm. but it's in between. It's like. It lives in in perpendicular space. So it's kind of like they live in like a like an astral plane. Kinda. It's still connected to Earth. Mm-hmm. Their whole like computer, like their hive mind, is literally the Earth. Mm-hmm. So okay. like everything that they do is pretty much built inside the Earth. Mm-hmm. And so like they're they're in New York, Icarus and Sprite. 
And because she died, she still has all of her powers. She kind of has a memory of who she is, mm-hmm. but she doesn't remember what she did before. And so you kind of get some memories back, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that uh, Zerus, the guy that told Icarus to bring her back, mm-hmm. has been killed. And then, so they find out that he's been killed, and they're just like, fine, whatever, like, we come back anyways. What, is, what does death really mean to us? Yeah. But then they find out the machine that brings them back has been destroyed. And they don't know who do, who did it. So it becomes a murder mystery of like, okay, so... This is a whodunit. Yeah. And so we meet um, Druig, mm-hmm. who is another Eternal. He's actually Icarus's cousin. And he's actually in the movie as well, too. Okay. Um, he has the power of mind control. And he usually, he's... When the narrator is talking about snakes and arrows, mm-hmm. he's the snake. So he isn't someone so straightforward. Mm-hmm. And he kind of knows when to strike. So he can still kind of help you out and lead you on certain ways. Mm. But he'll help you out just until you get to that point where, okay, this is where I'm going to flip on you. Yeah. So they automatically assume it's him trying to do a power grab, take this guy out, and then he becomes the leader. But he has a couple good points that he would still need the votes from the other Eternals. Um, oh, to become the leader? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he would... What What purpose does he have to kill him? It's like, he doesn't want the power anyways. Mm. And then, so they're just like, fine. You know, we kind of believe you, but kind of not. Mm. And then, so it's Icarus, Sprite, Druig, and then I believe Cersei comes in as well, too. Mm. Um, and they're just... It just becomes a murder mystery. They're, they end up <laughs> kind of going after all these different Eternals. All the ones that are going to be in the movie. Yeah. So there's uh, Cersei. There's Thena. Yeah. Um, Thena is played by Angelina Jolie in the movie. But mm. essentially she can create weapons out of nothing. But she doesn't really want to be with the Eternals anymore. She's kind of given up that that lifestyle of being with them. Mm. She's actually fallen in love with Deviants before. Um, and actually wants to be with in there. In their sort of... Angelina Jolie with the deviant. Yeah, and so she. It's disgusting. They all kind of come together and try to figure it out, but we find out that the person murdering everybody is actually the one and only Mad Titan himself, Thanos. I knew it. And so, uh, essentially, um, they all split up. Icarus and Sprite go to like this pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the kind of like the time dimension so everything happens at, at once there mm-hmm. you could be fighting for a couple seconds and it's literally a second mm-hmm. but it's also a million years and so they have all these weird concepts it's just hard to pin down but icarus and thanos are fighting like non-stop like icarus just, wa- just wants to kill him mm-hmm. and thanos is just going at him at a, but he's able to use these sort of like teleportation um points that only the eternals can use Okay. And Thanos isn't an eternal. So they're wondering if he can do this, there's someone on the inside helping him out. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a murder mystery and who's helping him. And so they're they're trying to track down Thanos while also trying to figure out who is helping him. Mm-hmm. And they go and then they eventually start like bringing in more Eternals to kind of create the team. Yeah. So it ends up being Icarus and Sprite, Cersei... Athena, uh, Kingo, uh, he's actually an Eternal who was really good at like martial arts and stuff like that. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani plays him in the movie. Yep. 
and he is essentially he's an eternal with like really good skills but over time he just becomes an actor Mm -hmm. and so everything he just kind of talks about is in relation to acting yeah they said in the in the movie uh his character ends up being like this huge like bollywood actor yeah 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 so he like he he's kind of known as like the ninja in the in the book but he's only really played like a samurai (laughs) um and so yeah we we find out that uh it's thanos just going through and he's using these portals to take out like key points in like the eternal like hierarchy Mm -hmm. and so he takes out one he gets help taking out the machine well he doesn't really take it out but he kills someone and then his helper takes out the machine Mm -hmm. but he goes to other points that are essential to like reproducing the bodies or um, teleportation uh, to take those out and the machine that actually powers everything that the Eternals use their computer Mm -hmm. it actually affects the um, weather system of the planet so while all these things are going down for the Eternals Mm -hmm. and they're dying or being picked off it's actually affecting weather like there's giant hail falling from the sky lightning thunderstorms everything happening chaos that's thanos for you and so uh we find out that thanos is all doing all this and then there's not really much else going on Mm -hmm. in the story it's really just finding out who's dying yeah who's figuring who's helping him and uh how do we? And then that's pretty much it. That's where it stops. So, so is it? So there's more issues to go. Uh, yeah. There's five on the app. I think the sixth one comes out probably next month. Okay. But so far, I think there's only, I don't know how many there are actually in in publication, like real time. Okay. But for those that don't know, Thanos is actually part eternal, and he's actually a deviant. Him and the uh, him and Thena are cousins. Yeah. So. What happened was essentially the Eternals were put on Earth, mm-hmm. and some of them didn't like the way that things were being, you know, run. Mm-hmm. So they decided to leave, and I think they went to Saturn or something, or one of the planets in the solar system. They yeah. went there, and one of their colonies was taken over, and everybody killed, mm-hmm. except for one person. And that person ended up being Thanos's mom, who is an eternal but she met a deviant and think they had a baby which ended up being thanos that's why he's purple yeah so he's a yeah there's like some sort of thing that happened okay yeah because um, his uh we'll get into it more next week uh when we start the thanos war mm. but he's uh his dad just looks like a regular i don't know maybe it's not maybe he's not a deviant maybe he's just an, i think it's an eternal but a different type of eternal mm. So, like, he has the blood in him, but it's just he oh, okay. he had a mutation when he was born. So, mm-hmm. that's why he's purple. No one else looks like him. No, because his dad, at least in the comics, his dad is, like, some white-looking guy. Yeah, and, and his so brother. His brother. Yeah. And so, like, he's the only, only one that looks like that. Yeah. Um, But the Eternals are also... So, yeah, when they didn't, like, leave on Earth, mm-hmm. they moved to one of the other planets. When things weren't going good on that planet they decided to come back to earth but that ship got intercepted by some kree and then the kree took them and started experimenting on those eternals and so that's what gave us the inhumans as well too jeez so so see far, and that's the thing is like there's uh, there's such a big chunk of like marvel history yeah or like they're such a big piece of like what's caused so many things mm-hmm. 
in the comics, and literally nobody knows anything about them. Not yeah. nobody, but barely anybody knows anything about them. The Celestials are responsible for mutants, like the X-Men. Yeah. The whole race of mutants mm-hmm. are, are directly impacted by the Celestials experimenting on humans. See? And then the Eternals are, you know, created by the Celestials, and the Celestials had a part in the Inhumans, and... It's just this whole, yeah, like you said, <laughs> it's this whole like benefactor that no one knows about or yeah. like pays attention to, like, but it has like a huge impact on everything. Like some weird like silent investors. Yeah, <laughs> that just never get mentioned <laughs> on anything. But yeah, this this book. I mean, it's not the worst thing, I guess, because it's still going. It's mm-hmm. like it's just kind of picking up. Yeah, but I don't know. Icarus just seems. Because he's so straightforward and like this, like just angry, like muscle, mm-hmm. he's kind of just boring to read. Yeah. Um, Sprite's kind of like the more fun person because it is just an adult acting like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see her more in the movie. Yeah. Because I didn't know that that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's a, a basically an adult acting like a child. Yeah. And then Cersei's in it. Um, in this, she's kind of like. She likes living with the humans, mm-hmm. so eternal affairs and all that. Like, yeah. she cares, but like, we're they're boring to her. She yeah. likes living with even the in the one that I read. She was just like in her in her apartment, just like yeah, chilling up, like watching a movie or something. Yeah, and so like she she's gonna be more like that. I think it, I read that she's like a tier five like matter manipulator, so she can literally turn a couch into like a whale. You know, like she has power to just change mm-hmm. whatever she wants to change into whatever she wants to change. Yeah. Druig has mind control powers. So he, throughout history, he's just been in positions to kind of just mess with humans and kind of see what he can do. Yeah. So he's worked for the KGB. He's been friends with like Genghis Khan. And there's actually a part in this that I liked where uh, it was a flashback between Kingo and Druig. And. Druig was with Kangas Khan's um, son, mm-hmm. and Kingo found him, and he had to walk through like this village that had just been like demolished and everybody killed, bodies just lined up and everything. Yeah. And Kingo found uh, Druig and was like, "Were you responsible for this? And like, I know what you can do." Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "No, I didn't do anything. I'm just here. Like, these are my friends." He's like, "We warned these people what would happen if they didn't like follow in line." Yeah. And they didn't listen, so that's what happened. And so Kingo was going to, at night, he snuck into the camp of the leader and was going to kill him, mm. but just decided not to. But literally this the night, or that same night, the leader had a heart attack. And so because he had a heart attack, they had to pull back the army and send them back to where they were to find a new leader and mm. then send everybody back out. But if he would have killed the leader, mm. it would have caused a big commotion where they would have went and pillaged everything. Yeah. So it it was kind of like he's not doing anything. He's mm-hmm. manipulating people, but he's not really doing too much. Like maybe the manipulation and the worst thing can come from outside. Maybe yeah. he's not there to do the worst. Mm. He's just there to kind of spark the fire a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of like that. That's yeah. I got to check that one out. The only thing I would say about this is the art. Mm. It's very distracting. Damn it. Cuz the artist he makes the eyes very like 
dead mm-hmm. but still have emotion somehow <laughs> so they're always super big like the eyes are just like always wide and like they're weird faces that they get stuck on as that sometimes that that can take me out of a story like bad artwork yeah it's just like okay i can't read this yeah like there's been a lot of stories especially like when i first started getting into it like 2013 2012 mm-hmm. those those are like a lot of stuff with like bad art mm-hmm. it was like a thunderbolts one that i was exactly reading. i stopped reading that one because yeah. that one was just like terrible it was horrible <laughs> I got like a couple issues because the cover makes it look like it's gonna be badass. Yeah. And I, that's why I picked it up. I didn't even look inside of it. I just saw the cover. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna check this one out." And it was like a, a like the run had just started. Yeah, I was like, "All right, cool." And then I opened it up. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I literally stopped reading after the first issue. Yeah. I was like, "I can't do this." Nah, that was I hated that one. I wonder what happened in it. But um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we it, we could quite possibly with both of these stories. This could be the movie. I don't know if that's what's going on, and I don't. Obviously, Thanos isn't going to show up. Yeah, based but. on the trailers, I can kind of. I'm assuming it has something to do. So the trailer says, you know, I think it takes place right after Endgame. Mm-hmm. So it says. Um, I think it's like two weeks or something. Yeah, like two weeks ago, you know, all these people were brought back, and like all that immense energy was pretty much like a beacon for the Celestials to be like, okay. We need to go back to Earth to judge, because that's what they do. They judge yeah. planets. So mm-hmm. we need to go back there and judge whether or not this planet is worthy enough to continue on, or that we need to take mm-hmm. care of it. And uh, I think it's. I read that it takes place. There's two timelines, so it takes place in the past and the present. Oh, okay. So I think we'll see them in the past, and you know how they operate, and this and that mm-hmm. together. But then in the future, we see them kind of come back together, and how they're going to try to fix what's ha- about to happen yeah because ajak is in it and mm-hmm. like you said she's is the only one who can talk to the celestials so yeah. something's going to happen to where they have to unite and somehow prevent this because mm-hmm. the uh the celestial that was in mine uh erishim mm-hmm. he's gonna be in the movie too yeah and we, if he came down and guarded that thing for 50 years who knows what he's gonna come down and protect this time yeah if you guys and also, if you guys want to see what a celestial looks like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, nowhere, the place that they go, the mm-hmm. giant head, that's a celestial. Yeah. Um, when they go to the collector's office and he shows them that how the power stone works, mm-hmm. that's a celestial. So they're really just these big space things and these giant suits. But yeah, I think uh, I think we might actually help people with this one. Hopefully. Hopefully. I... I like I said, I think my story definitely gave a good basis for all of it. Uh, yours, I think people should read it. Yeah, and definitely think, read it. There's a, there's not a lot going on, but I, there's just a lot of history involved. Because mm-hmm. every few pages is like talking about some population of Eternal somewhere else. Or yeah. like how it connects or some war that happened. And it's just a whole lot. Like even if I put notes into it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I gotta check that one out. But I think, yeah, I think both of ours are gonna help with this movie better than the Shang Chi one. Yeah, that's that's it. I think we've run past our time this week. And uh, if you guys don't remember, like we said last week, uh, we're not picking teams. No, nope. we're gonna hold off on that for a bit. So yeah, thanks for listening. Hopefully, this does help somebody out when the movie comes around. Because, like I said, I didn't know anything about them before I started really reading this stuff. Because they just weren't on my radar for anything. Yeah. 
they're never talked about. Like, they're not really even a part of anybody else's stories. Yeah, hopefully we helped. It helped me. I'm definitely going to go read the story that you read. So, And I'm going to pretend I read yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go to the wiki page. <laughs> You'll get the gist of it there. But they're mostly just going to talk about the fact that it got canceled. And that was Jack Kirby's first one back. So I think that's what makes me feel worse about it. It was like, oh, you guys brought him back and then canceled this stuff? <laughs> All right, guys. There's a dog on the other side of the door here that wants to, <laughs> wants to get into the studio to record his. Uh, so we're going to take off. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week with the Thanos War. Ooh. Unlike when I told you guys that two weeks ago. <laughs> but next week, the Thanos War will be here. The first part of the Thanos War. Be there or be square. Goodbye. Bye.